Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. It's time for... I never saw that. It's a story of a man named Micah Who was living with three balls of his own They're his testicles, but there's an extra one And it was all alone Now your turn. Okay. Tell the one day when the... Yeah, that was one way we could open the show. I okay. was going to try, try something else. Way. Okay. Hey, Jen. Hi. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. Well, that seems like weird timing, because, you know, we're trying to record. The summer sun's calling my name. I hear you now. Oh, I don't know what you're doing right now, but I'm I sure... I just stay inside all day. Inside all day. I, I gotta, gotta get out. Get out. Give me some, some of those rays. Everybody's smiling. Sunshine day. Everybody's laughing. Sunshine day. I was hoping you'd jump in. Mm-mm, I don't know that song. It's one of the Brady's big hits. Is that the song they sing at the end? No, that's uh, Keepin' On, I think. When is when is that other song from? Sunshine Day is uh, the scene when they're in Sears, strangely. Oh. Well, they didn't even sing it. They weren't even lip syncing. No, they were lip syncing. No, they Those... weren't. I watched very specifically. They were on the escalator and the song was happening and they were doing that thing where like three of them go one way when the other three go the other way. Very specifically, I looked for lip syncing. They were not lip syncing. They weren't even moving their lips? No. They were just dancing? hmm Okay. Well, the recordings were actually pulled directly from the albums that the Brady Bunch released, or the album, I don't know. The Brady Bunch released an album? Yeah, the original Brady Bunch, because we're not talking about the original Brady Bunch show today. We're talking about 1995's The Brady Bunch Movie. Right. But they used the original recordings from the cast of the original show. In this movie. The cast of the original Brady Bunch put out an album of music. Oh, yeah. They did music together. I did not know that. Johnny Bravo? I didn't know. Come on. No, what's Johnny Bravo? They had a whole thing. Johnny Bravo was Greg's alter ego who played music. And also just happens to be a cartoon character? Yeah, later. And that has nothing to do with Greg Brady? I don't know anything about the cartoon, but... I assume they took it from the Brady Bunch. What? This is blowing my mind, and not in a good way. This whole thing kind of blew my mind. This movie is fucking bizarre. It is. The premise it is. is um, it's so drastically different than what I thought I was getting into. Well, yeah, you also were confused several times when we were watching it. Like, you thought we were watching one of the old, like, when they go to Hawaii or when they go to the Grand Canyon. I thought the Brady Bunch movie was going to be a Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, like an updated cast, but going on a trip or doing some Brady Bunch shit. And uh, instead it was like The Village, but with the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, it was. Are, okay, are it's a very strange do premise. your thing? Because I don't want to, I hate starting to talk about this and then... Just dread 
seeping okay. into every... So you just want to get it over with. Get what over with? See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. So I've got a special treat for you today. You say that every time. Well, you say something of the sort. I think every... Uh, usually I say it's a fan favorite. Or no. Like, no? I mean, sometimes. Yeah, that's something of the sort, though. Okay, well, this is both, I think. I think we've done this one at least... I know we've done it at least once. Okay, should I guess? only once. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Ziggy? No, we've no, done we've Ziggy, done a, Ziggy a couple of times. Is it... I give up. Oh, I was if hoping it's not you'd... Ziggy, it's nothing. Oh, wait. Oh, Marmaduke? Oh, I wish I could find a Marmaduke, oh, Jen. Oh, so do I. I wish I could find a Marmaduke. They're just not available. Why? What do you it's mean? It's hard to find them. Mm. Okay. You gotta what pay is for it? that stuff. Hagar the Horrible. We haven't done that. I know we did at least one. Really? Because I remember describing Lucky Yeti and his weird little funnel he wears on his head. Oh, okay. <laughs> no Lucky Yeti in this one, though. Today we just have... Um, Are you sure that wasn't just you like describing it to your friends like you do? You oh, know, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just me just as I do research for this and try to find one to read every day, just mm-hmm. getting a kick out of Lucky Yeti and Hagar. Yeah. Cut. No, I remember um, specifically what cartoon it was. Um, and... I'm sure all the listeners are probably like checking the wiki right now, just like digging uh-huh. in there, like, oh yeah, 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 what episode was that? Oh, that was when they watched this shit movie. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but mm. anyway, today uh, we're on September 23rd, 1994. Great. And uh, Hagar is sitting down at a table. He has. I'm sorry, you didn't say how many panels. You didn't. We, we get say two panels anything. today. Okay. We get two panels. Hagar is sitting at a table. He has his left arm up on the table, and his one of his legs is over the other leg. But his legs are just a series of oval shapes kind of stuck together with a foot and a leg coming out from his I'm sorry, it is, how does frock. that work? I don't... It doesn't, it doesn't work very well. A series of ovals? I mean, I can tell that there's legs. That doesn't make a leg. But, like, the one oval, it's like an egg-shaped thing, and it has crosses on it, maybe like some sort of ties for his sandals or whatever he's wearing on the upper part and then the bottom part is just a long oval stuck to the bottom of that and so there's one on the ground and then there's one sticking up above it to the side so it's effective I guess I can tell that he's sitting with his legs crossed and one leg up kind of and he's wearing his normal this is like one of the first times you've described something that I cannot I have no idea what you mean (laughs) I don't know what you mean, and it, I don't care. So I'm doing a bad job. Of well, no, I mean I know describing a bad job. What of you a cartoon. could have said is like he his legs are crossed, and then I would know his legs are crossed, but they look like little beans, a bunch of beans <laughs> stuck together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing his normal. Some people's legs look like that. Yeah, he's wearing his little one-shouldered cover thing with a shirt underneath with the sleeves cut off, you know, ragged and his. Like a toga kind of thing? Stereotypical Viking hat helmet that they never wore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got, I just, I love Hagar's face, actually, because there is no face. It's just whiskers. Mm. There's no drawing underneath it or around it. It's just a nose, whiskers, and eyes that look like um, Oakley's from the, the 90s. Like sunglasses? Yeah, like the the eyes are just one big swoopy thing with a straight line across the top. Oh. And then one, it's just one big thing with two yeah. dots in the middle. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, next to him is Helga, his wife. She also is wearing the stereotypical yep. Viking helmet yep. that they never wore. 
Um, she had braids. She has braids. Mm-hmm. Um, and big nose, big square nose. Hagar's is just a round circle right in the middle of his face. Hers is long and square. square. Huh. And she is wearing a black dress that covers everything, um, long sleeves. And she's got her hand on her mouth, covering it up, and her eyes are big. And in front of them on the ground is their dog, Snurt. Okay. Snurt uh, is a dog. And yep. he also has a little Viking helmet on because, obviously, Viking dog. Do you know his name because he wears a name tag? I mean, like a collar or? No, I, I know it because it's the third word in the comic. Okay. I'll get there. Yep. Um, so Snurt is looking really uncomfortable. His eyes are big. He's scratching. His Viking helmet is floating atop his head because he's moving so much. There are motion lines on his back. His tail's going crazy. And there's little dots everywhere around him. Huh. And Helga says, I bathe Snurt every Monday and every Wednesday, but by Friday night, his fleas are going wild. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, panel two. Oh, thank God. I thought that was the end. Oh, thank God. You want more? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, that's nothing at all. I see. I see. Okay, so in the next panel, Snurt is sitting, um, looking kind of sad. Not as much motion this time. He's just kind of sitting there sad. Mm-hmm. Um, still little dots all around him, but his Viking hat I'm confused about the dots. I, oh, they're the fleas. They're the fleas, oh. yeah. Hagar has turned to face us, and his both hands are up, <laughs> and both of his bean legs are up toward us, like he's kicking his legs <laughs> forward, um, <laughs> sitting on the stool, hands up. He's super happy. Bean legs. And... Helga does not look happy. Helga's got her hands crossed in front of her and her eyes are just straight lines. You know, she's kind of just like, hmm. Yep, uh-huh. And Hagar says, and talking about the fleas. Right. And who can blame them? It's the weekend. No, 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 no. You did not just read that to me. Oh, my God. Because the fleas are happy because it's the they're. They're, it's the weekend they're off work. Right, just apparently. like the Viking guy. He gets weekends off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekends were a thing in um, medieval Norway. Norse, Norsic times. Norsic, Norsic I times. I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was fun. Not. Oh, that was a good 90s joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, boy, I sure didn't like that one. Really? Nothing about it? Although, okay, I'll tell you what is interesting about it. Those little bean legs are cute. I wish you could see them. I wish, you know, what would be cool is if sometime you would just show it to me. But anyway, the only thing I can say about it, and I know that you did not do this intentionally, so don't even try to take any, like, credit for this, but it is kind of interesting that you chose a comic that kind of mirrors the movie in a way because it's these two... Mm. Um, it's like anachronistic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like Hagar, the horrible saying, it's the weekend is like, it, that doesn't fit. Right. Right. Just yeah. like the Brady's and their whole thing. They don't, they don't fit. They don't fit. In the 90s. In yeah. The 90s. So I'm confused. So it's kind of similar. Sherwood Schwartz was the creator of wait, the wait, Brady Wait, wait, Are we done with seeing the fighting papers? Yeah, that's it. It was only two panels. That was a joke at the end. You know, it's the weekend. See you in the funny paper soon. So Sherwood Shorts was the creator of The Brady Bunch, the original TV show. He was involved in this show. And I am fascinated 
and I have a lot of wonders. I wonder about how this happened. Like, who pitched this idea to him? Was it his idea? And well, what were the reactions? Like, okay, we're going to take the Brady's in the 70s and their house and their outfits, their style, their outlook on the world, their... The way they talk, morals, their vocabulary. Like all, yeah, all this stuff. We're just going to plop them down in the 90s because it's 1995. They're making this movie and there's a whole bunch of 70s nostalgia. Everybody loves the 70s, which is interesting because now, 20 years later, we're doing a podcast nostalgia. about a show, a movie that came out in the 90s about a TV show from the 70s. Anyway, did Sherwood Schwartz say, what? They're just going to be like the 70s in a 90s neighborhood? What? I bet he loved it. I bet any any excuse to bring back his creation is cool. That's true. He probably made I, a I shit ton know, of money. Actually, I don't know anything about that person. So I guarantee he made more money in this movie than he made the entirety of the rest of the Brady Bunch existing. Actually, no. It was really, really, really popular in syndication. Like, maybe one of the most popular syndicated shows. Yeah. I mean, it's the Brady Bunch. It was huge. Uh, so I will... So... Because I had no idea what I was getting into, the first thing I was struck by was the fact that it was rated PG-13. <laughs> yes. And I, I wrote, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch is G. Yeah. There should be no PG-13. There should be no, like, what? No way. No. I, I was Do you remember seriously... what it was PG-13 for? Oh, yeah. Said? There's tons of... Sec- oh, no, like what it said... said up there? No. What did it say? Sex. It said like sex violence and, and sexual situations. And, and I was like, what? Yeah. What is this fraud? Um, but then it actually, I mean, I can I could appreciate the PG-13-ness of it because that was a lot of the humor. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the humor is the culture clash between the 70s and the 90s and these like fish out of water this fish out of water family. They never explain it. They never give any no, any I... sort of explanation at all, which is a little frustrating, but also how could they? And I it's know. better that they didn't try. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't decide if I thought, because I was thinking about that a lot toward the end of the movie, like, do I wish they would have explained how this happened? Like, this family from the 70s was like, I mean, exists in the 90s as the family from the 70s. I mean, I think, but it's not even about that. It's, I mean, it is because their style is so fucking different and weird. But it's also more about their, well, kind of like you said, like the their outlook on the world and their way of life. Yeah, uh, I like that they didn't try to do some sci-fi explanation for yeah, it, or that would have been weird, or even really bring it up. They acknowledge it because the other characters talk about the Bradys, like the neighbors talk about how there's no toilet in their house. No one's ever seen a toilet there, <laughs> which is something that was true of the TV show. They never showed a toilet, really, in the bathroom. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing. Okay, the original Brady Bunch, there was never ever any like sexual innuendo, right? Like, they never, I mean, I really think the Brady Bunch was as rated G as it gets. I mean, Like, I like think... more than even, like, Disney movies. Like, Disney movies have a lot of, like, innuendo in them. And... I don't know that there was innuendo that was, I, I do feel like there was, I don't know. Was there some wink the wink is. with, like, Al- yeah, Alice? Yeah, with Alice and... and Sam, I think, which they, they allude to in this. And they actually don't allude to it. They just say, he has a line, Sam has a line. 
He's right. there one night. He spent the night. He spent the night, and they're all like, Sam, what are you doing here? And he says, I was just bringing Alice some meat. I was delivering some meat yeah. to Alice. Yeah, I mean, it's very heavy-handed and obvious, but yeah. it's supposed to be. Right. And it is funny because obviously, of course, they were having sex. I mean, they're adults, and of course, Mike and Carol were having sex, but that was never acknowledged. And I, I even think that with the... I think that the whole premise, while it was it was progressive in a way to have like this blended family. Actually, I don't even know if it was progressive because I don't know whether they were divorced or their spouses died. I don't think they ever address it. I thought that one of their spouses died and one got divorced, but I don't remember. I think they do address it in the show. Really? I think so. I don't remember that. But anyway, um, I I also think that that's almost... It's like more puritanical in a way because it's like there's no evidence that they've ever had sex. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know what I mean? Like none of those kids are their biological kids. So it's like sex is completely taken out of the picture unless you think about them having sex with whoever the other parent is. But Apparently, like I don't know, 10 years ago or something, there was another like Brady movie that was – do you remember? I think it was like a made-for-TV thing where they had – they were telling the story of like behind the scenes of the Brady Bunch. Do you oh, remember this at all? That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. And a lot of it was about I think Greg, the guy that played Greg, wrote it or was involved in it. And a lot of it was about how he and Marsha were having sex all the time. Ew. Yeah. Ew. So behind the scenes there was some See, sex I happening. I hate that though. Because I I dig the original Brady Bunch. I yeah. can't tell you why. I, I just went through this phase in college. A friend of mine loved the Brady Bunch. And so I started watching them. She had all these like VHS tapes of the Brady Bunch. And so I started watching them and I got so into, I don't know. It's just that, um, it's so, it's very, very comforting. It's so wholesome. And sometimes I just really long for wholesomeness. Like, I mean, I really do. I really, and it's As, syrupy but, and schmaltzy. But it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it was always ridiculous. And that's something I thought about a lot watching this. Yeah. Um, toward the end, I was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe the point of this and them existing in this world is actually partially commentary on how ridiculous they actually always were. Like, yeah. life was not like that for anybody at any time right. ever in history. No family functioned like that. Like, you know, the mom would, first of all, everybody would have been smoking. That's something about, like, nobody smoked even. And back then, everybody smoked, especially fucking housewives. Like, Florence Henderson, as Carol Brady, would have been fucking chain smoking and drinking martinis during the day and shit. And, like, what does she even do? Because she has Alice. Alice does everything. Yeah, like she would I don't be know. depressed. She, she would does be... cross stitch in this movie. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying every housewife from the seventies or whatever was, you know, chain smoking and drinking and depressed. I'm just saying this the Brady Bunch life doesn't exist anywhere. And it, and um yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And that... it never existed at the time. No, That's, no, no, no. One of the things I read about this was that um, it was interesting because they were, it was almost like they were parodying it, but it doesn't need to be, it just is what it is. And it was over the top and ridiculous in the 70s when it was first on. Right. It was so goofy and schmaltzy. 
and wholesome. Yes. That they didn't need to do, they didn't need to heighten it at all for this. It was pretty on the nose with how the show was. I mean, there were some things where they they heightened it. Like Gary Cole plays Mike Brady, the dad. And he has so many good lines. His delivery is fantastic. I think we should just put all of them in right here. You know, Cindy, when you tattle on someone, you're not just telling on them, you're telling on yourself. And by tattling on someone, you're really just telling them, I'm a tattletale. Now, is that the tale you want to tell? Yeah, and Shelley Long played Carol Brady, yes. so that was fun. She looks just like her. Cindy, that's Mr. Dittmeyer's business. Remember, nobody likes a snitch. Shelley Long was great. Yeah. Um, Christine Taylor plays Marsha. Um, I don't. I didn't recognize any of the other. I recognize some of them, the other actors and actresses that played the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christine Taylor's the only one that I know of that has a career like right. now. But then uh, the neighbors. And she was great. She was she's like very the way good she talked Marcia. was so weird Annoying. and affected. But oh, it, I hated it. It's how Marsha talked sometimes. Right. No, I mean it was good. It just was like distracting. This is the worst mess I've ever gotten myself into. The worst. And Jan was over the top. Her So they did yeah. all the the tropes of the characters. Like Cindy is the innocent little tattletale and she's nosy and in the neighbor's business. Peter is like becoming a man but still a boy. He's um, Greg is just an idiot. He's like he thinks But he's, always trying to get the chicks. Thinks he's totally smooth and getting the chicks, but they all hate him and think he's dumb and he's cheesy. I want to ask Donald Leonard to go out for a soda after school. All right, but no hot rodding. Thanks, Mom. She's the most far out chick in my class. You wouldn't believe how much I dig her. Sure I would. I've been digging Sam so long, by the time he proposes, I'll be six feet under. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Marsha's perfect and beautiful and popular and clueless. Mm -hmm. And And Jan is the... She's the tortured, like... Yeah, tortured middle child. They did heighten that. They made her, like schizophrenic like she has voices in her head you're a middle child so am i Hmm. well then you know what it feels like not being special what does she mean i'm not special hey she's just trying to help my family's not much no kids but we do have a lot of livestock jan oh jan don't listen to her in this day and age if you're lucky enough to it's me the new jan brady Let's knock over a 7-Eleven. Stop. You're scaring me. Me too. Me too. Well, Our yeah. I don't think they were the going end. for schizophrenia. No, but... <laughs> they were just going for laughs. <laughs> right. But, um, and then Bobby is like the obnoxious little safety monitor. Hey, why the long face, Bobby? Well, ever since I became a safety monitor at school, nobody will talk to me. They think I'm some kind of think. So they did all of that. And I felt like they did a really good job, actually, of balancing. It's very satisfying to watch the movie if you watched The Brady Bunch as a kid mm-hmm. or growing up. Because I didn't watch it when it was on. when I was like, I wasn't born yet in the early 70s. But I watched it in high school constantly. Like, we would come home from school and go to my friend's house and watch The Brady Bunch. We were yeah. just into The Brady Bunch. Well, it's on, and that's when it was on whatever station it was on. But- so watching this movie was super satisfying. The jokes are not that funny. Some of them are terrible. There's Some of them are funny. There's a lot of sexual innuendo jokes that are that are funny only because it's the Brady Bunch. Right. Those and are the cheap easy ones that they They're did. very funny though. In this context it's 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 very funny. And I um, thought the premise wouldn't last as long as it did. Like it wouldn't make me laugh throughout the whole thing, but you know, the plot whatever the plot is 
They bring oh, in I a lot of plots from, from like little subplots from the show, but it's mostly just pushed along by nostalgia and it's very satisfying in the like fan service type of way. Yeah, here's the plot. So their neighbor is played by Michael McKeon. Yes. And he is married to Jean Smart, who's fantastic. She's really, really this great. This movie really needed more Jean Smart, I will say. Um, Agreed. He's like this evil guy, I guess, who is trying to get everybody in the neighborhood to move so that he can... Right, he's a realtor. He wants to auction off all the houses and buy them all. So he wants that to he sell them all to a developer. Sell them, yeah, to and a the developer. Bradys are the holdouts. Right, that's the whole plot, and they need, and they're going to lose their house because they owe twenty thousand dollars in taxes. So they're trying to find a way to raise twenty thousand dollars. The way they do it is the stupidest thing in the entire world. <laughs> um, they, it's a musical, it's a music contest, yeah. and they go and they perform. They don't even sing; they lip sync, and I don't know where the fuck the music came from. They lip sync badly. Because the music's still going on and they're like bowing. There's and not no music. There's anymore. no musicians. There's no like. I it. I know it's supposed to be ridiculous, and it still made me angry. I hated watching it. And they like, win the what? contest because of everyone in the auditorium hates hates it. Like two people clap, but <laughs> the judges they show the judges after, and it's three of the monkeys. Right. It's Davy, Peter, and Mickey. Well, have it. Yeah. The only one missing was Michael Nesmith, but. Um, yeah. That Jan is the like president of the Davy Jones fan club, and so she writes Jan to him, or Marsha. Marsha, sorry, and she writes to him and gets him to show up at a school dance, and everybody's like, "What? Who the fuck is this old guy?" Right, exactly. You're right, right. That part was really funny. So then the more monkeys show up later. Um, so, so yeah, that's the whole again, plot, they, pretty yeah, much. Not explained either. Like, there's. Uh, the time travel situation is, yeah, it's great. It's funny. Um, what I the movie I would like to see is this movie, but actually in their own time, but them standing out in exactly the same way. Like I would like to see a movie about like the seventies or sixties. It was the seventies. Was it? Yeah. I feel like late sixties, early seventies. I would, yeah, I would like to see this, them as fish out of water in the actual world that they lived in. Like the taxi because driver 70s or. Just any, just any realistic portrayal of life, real life, you know, like, um, I think that would be cool. You tell your daddy I'd be more than happy to wrap his package. Oh, God. That's a Jean Smart line. She keeps making, like, lines about how much she wants to have sex with Mike Brady, and it's so funny. <laughs> Any of the Brady's. And then Greg really. Brady. Yeah, and Peter. She's, like, she tells them that she's going to go make a sandwich, and really what she means is a Brady sandwich. All of Mike's advice is fucking fantastic. Oh, so I guess you talked about yeah. that a little bit. Jan, a real friend likes you for who you are, not what's on your face. If you judge your friends for passing judgment on you, you're not only judging yourself, you're judging your friends for judging you. And that would be using bad judgment. I never thought of it that way. So the cameos we got, um, apparently all of the original cast agreed to be in the film and was and shot scenes, but they cut a bunch of them for time or because they weren't funny maybe. Um, so we get Christopher Knight who played Peter, mm -hmm. um, Florence Henderson, who played Carol, obviously. Where was Christopher Knight? Who, he was a coach in the one of the school scenes, the high huh. school. 
when Peter was like getting picked on or something, he okay. steps up. Um, Florence Henderson plays their uh, grandma. Their grandma. Um, she was the original Car- Carol. Um, Ann B. Davis was Alice. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, the scene that she was in, which is so Jan runs away from home and hitchhikes and gets picked up by a big truck. And the trucker is Alice, yeah. the old Alice. Yeah. But the new Alice looks so much like the old Alice <laughs> yeah. that I couldn't even, I didn't even notice that it was the old Alice. Jen was having a lot of trouble. I was having with a lot of trouble. The whole concept. She was expecting an old Brady Bunch movie. She kept just, seeing the cast and being like, it was a real struggle. Wait, is that the original person or no that happened one time it was i i have to say like when i picture the brady bunch now sometimes i picture picture this this movie and i never saw this movie until the other night it's just become so prevalent to see this version of the brady bunch on the internet and stuff there are memes and you know it's funny i picture christine taylor when i picture marcia yeah but everybody else i picture the old cast Usually, although right yeah. now I can't even think of them because I can only think of this movie. But um, we also saw Barry Williams. He was the other. Who who's that? He played Greg. Oh, okay. And he oh, was yeah, a he... like a record exec that yeah. Greg tries to convince to let him record an album. He's like a pretty good looking guy. In my mind, Greg was like kind of like a goofy looking troll. Really? I don't know. I can't. And it's weird. Even after seeing him, I'm like, oh, he's. An attractive person, and then I try to picture Greg, and I'm like, ogre. <laughs> yeah, Greg always looked kind of goofy to me. The older Greg actually looks way goofier to me than younger Greg. Hmm. Um, and I always think of whenever I see Peter Christopher Knight, I just think of Seth MacFarlane, the guy, the Family Guy dude. Yes, he looks yes, like him. To he me. does look exactly like him. I think that is him. I've never seen them together at the same time. Well, now you know. So that's the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It was. Uh, it's like the village. It, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, that's how it was. Like, because I uh, just for as anyone we have that's stated, not familiar with this, Jen's referring to the M Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. Yeah, because I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, it. I mean, and you don't know for the first like ten minutes of the movie or so. It's just the Brady Bunch be in the Brady Bunch, which honestly, those are my favorite parts, was just them in the house, like doing Brady Bunch stuff. But then you see them interacting with the outside world and it's like, wait, what? Where are we and what is happening? That's how the village is. I just gave away the plot of the village. So again, that's a really old movie. So it's it's pretty old. And also it doesn't ruin anything except the entire plot. If you're going to see an M. Night Shyamalan movie at this point, you know that it's there's a big twist coming. And so you guess what it is usually before you get there. Yeah, and I wouldn't choose The Village if you're just going to go see one, if you're going to see one M. Night Shyamalan movie. Right, you do. The Sixth Sense every time. Oh, The Sixth Sense? Yes. Oh, I was going to say like Lady in the Water or... No. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Those were jokes. Don't see those movies either. Go see The Sixth Sense. Wait, that's not actually M. Night Shyamalan, is it? Yeah, he did a live action version of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, all right, shows what I know, nothing. Well, that's good that you don't know that because it was universally panned and whitewashed. You know what else was anachronistic? Me, after being in Montana for oh, two years. Okay, good segue. It kind of fits, you know? If you think about being like removed from the regular world for two years and sort of like 
brainwashed and removed from any like cultural experiences uh, yeah. and any and then being sent back into the world mm-hmm. it's very strange uh, what was really strange is when we um after i graduated from there we went and picked up my brother who was somewhere else and um he wanted to go to las vegas so my family went to las vegas this was just after I left Montana. Like you drove straight from Montana down to Las Vegas. Well, pretty s- much, sort of, yeah. What I mean is, you you went from living in Montana and yeah. going through a twelve step program and physical and emotional abuse for two years. Two years in the in hidden away in the mountains, and then and took a road wearing trip, fleece pants, and then all of a sudden I was Las in Vegas. Las Vegas. It's like they are polar opposites. Um, so you were pretty excited then. This I was, it was really it. you were really happy. I sat in the hotel room and cried about the evils of humanity and how ugly and awful it was. And right, because drinking and all addictions, everything, and anything all is of terrible, it, all of it. All I was just like, Sex, oh my god, this play, this is awful. Gambling, the world is terrible. But guess what? I love Las Vegas now. I really do. Well, I can see how it would be very overwhelming. It Talk was about traumatic. culture shock. Yeah, exactly. It was just like major, like extreme culture shock. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like what you would think, how you would think the Brady's would react to being in like a regular high school in the 90s, except that they were completely they were unaware yeah. that they were different than anyone else. So, but I was not unaware. So... Ignorance is bliss, I think, is that's the, the bottom line. Is. Yeah. Something like that. So, Jen, I want to mention something that we didn't mention last week, but people may have noticed the change. Eagle eared listeners out there may have noticed uh, that we sound a little different. I highly doubt anyone noticed, but <laughs> I noticed when I was editing. Yeah. So, thank you to our patrons on Patreon. So much. Oh, my God. Because we had several. Lots of patrons stick around and stick with us while we were on hiatus, and we didn't record for a couple of years or well, release they anything. We weren't getting money during that time. But they stuck around, and they started giving us money again when we started back up again, and we had some money saved in there, and we used it to buy some new microphones. Yeah, because our other ones were shit, <laughs> and they, <laughs> they kept making bad noises poorly, and stuff. poorly designed for the use that we were using them for. So seriously, thank you so much to, um, I don't have the list in front of me, uh, patrons, uh, but I will read your names again next week. Anyone that's noticing the sweet, sweet honey drippings in your ear right now of our velvet tones, mm-hmm. it's all thank to those, thanks to those patrons. So get on Twitter and thank, I never saw that's patrons, everyone, and at me. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Mics are great. We really appreciate all the support that we get out on Twitter and on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called I Never Saw That. Um, So come find us. It's fun. And we can talk about the episodes. And you all can see the I see in the funny papers if you go to our website. Um, And then you can talk about them. Yeah. But talk about it in the Facebook group, you know, and discuss them so that Jen gets more context. That's great. Yeah. It's fun. In front of me. And I still don't get to see him. Yeah, that's the idea. You get it. I don't know if you all listened to the episode we did with 
um, all the friends of mine from that I was in Montana with, but something cruel and horrible that Micah did was he sent all of them the comic, so they all got to actually see it, and I didn't get to. Well, see yeah, it I still. wanted them to know what I was talking about. Fuck off! <laughs> like they sh- they missed it too. They should have to sit through your. They, I was, I'm still, I'm actually quite angry about I'm it. I'm sorry about that. It was really I'll messed up. I'll unsend it. I'll take it back so they don't see it. Messed up. I'm sorry. So next week, we... We have something big next week that I'm excited about. Well, don't oversell Oh, I'm going to. Okay. Um. So we've been talking about doing this for a while, and we've talked about this problem before. A lot of the things that we watch that were available in the 90s had very limited um, copyright releases for the music they used. Right. So there's one show in particular that had two friends uh, talking about music videos. <laughs> yes, Beavis and Butthead. Um, and Beavis and Butthead, you can find the videos. You could find the videos for years um, or the the shows with the videos taken out. The episodes, and those are often yeah. the best parts of the show. You need it. You need it to... Yeah. Pr- uh, yeah, like... So I found some illegal... I went on the dark web um, and I found some... <laughs> Do you know what? I really still don't about? know what that means? The dark I, web. It's I love where you saying can get, it. You can get beefs in the butthead. No, I love versions. saying it and hearing you say it, but I don't... It's like when you I know, don't know what it means. You know, dark mode on your phone. How it <sighs> just finish what you were saying. You, yeah. It's just like that. It's like the internet, but like darker. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, um, I found these on the dark web, and I downloaded a bunch of them. And a friend of ours, a guest who's been on before, Eric Jacobson, he was on the Rancid episode with us. Out and out way the back in the beginning. He's gonna come back because he has specific episodes that he remembers loving the video commentary of. So his his one caveat was you have to find the original versions with the videos, or there's no point in doing it. So I found them. I spent an afternoon the other a couple weeks ago i downloaded all of them i went through all of the episodes and found the videos that he wanted and i downloaded those episodes put them all together he watched them we're working on watching them we're going to talk about it and then the next day he sent me an article that announced that they're bringing it back there's a new beavis and butthead movie coming out is it on June oh, 23rd. I thought they were bringing the show back. In conjunction with that, they're re-releasing all the old episodes with the original videos intact. Is it Paramount for the first Plus time is doing ever. it? Yeah, they're, it's going to be available on Paramount Plus. Huh. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. Oh, my God. But I enjoyed my time on the dark web, so it's fine. Great. <laughs> yeah. I always enjoy my time over there, Just too. surfing the internet, the information superhighway. Darker. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, That's what we're doing next week. And um, thank you all so much for being with us and listening. And uh, have a very Brady day. Okay. Or isn't that a... No? Thank you to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our dark internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See See you in in the the 70s. No. Until next time, see you in the night. You're not going to do it? I was just checking to see if you were going to do it right. Until next time. (laughs) Until next time. See See you in in the the 90s. 90s.
It's a sunshine day. Everybody's laughing. Sunshine day. Everybody's pooping. Sunshine day. Everybody's doing sun. Okay. Sings so happy.